This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu alayhi wa rasulullah wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa manwala. So alhamdulillah, I mean, I have uh, Sister Afreen Fatima here from uh, uh, India, alhamdulillah, who uh, has been a voice of courage and a voice of inspiration personally to me and to everyone that I know. And subhanAllah, in just communicating uh, with Afreen, the, uh, the, the calmness and the courage that you radiate at the same time, and your calmness is courage, is, is absolutely incredible. But we also don't want to diminish the plight, you know, by, by praising the courage and praising the, the, the way you've been composed and the way you've been inspiring. Don't want to diminish the very real plight that you are uh, in right now and that our brothers and sisters in India um, are, are facing right now and it's significant and inshallah ta'ala just for the few moments that we have you know we can uh, inshallah talk about some of these things that maybe are not known to everyone else and uh, inshallah you can give us our marching orders within the ta'ala that's what we want inshallah ta'ala for you to keep on telling us what we can do to support you inshallah ta'ala so if we can kind of go back to the beginning um, I think you know, where were you a few months ago and where are you right now? And just on a personal level, uh, can you kind of tell us about how you go from being an activist, mashallah, that is raising the voice of the plight of Muslims in India and also Palestine and so many other things, mashallah, you've been, you've been involved in, alhamdulillah. But just tell me about like these last few months and then how it sort of reached this point that it's at right now. Um. To be honest, like, you know, uh, actually, my father himself uh, is a socio-political uh, activist and is a, is a community leader in Allahabad. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, I heard from him. Uh, he uh, contested students' union election back when he was in university. And uh, he did not win the election. But then, like, when I was in university uh, and I just casually asked him once that like you know i'm thinking of contesting because i think i know uh these the, these are the problems and this is how we may be able to solve it as a as as a students uh initiative and he was super supportive and then like you know he was super supportive and he always encouraged me and in, in everything, like, you know, a lot of times people would in fact be surprised that uh, a Muslim father can, like, you know, allow his daughter to be an activist. And uh, so for me, like, I had just, I've just finished my master's in linguistics from Jawaharlal Nehru University. And currently I'm working as a researcher with the Polis Project. At the same time, uh, I, I don't believe that I am an activist or that I would use that label for me. But at the same time, I think I, I, I am someone who just, like, you know, writes and speaks up and uh, who, that I, I just can't be, uh, I just can't be when I know something is wrong. And that I just, like, you know, feel the need that I need to step up, that I need to, uh, like, you know, when the Citizenship Amendment Act was passed, that I need to come out of my hostel room or from, from my house and be on the street and resist. 
uh, and the same is with my father as well. I mean, he in he I I was in Delhi protesting the Citizenship Amendment Act, and he was in Allahabad protesting the same. And uh, so, the last one month, in fact, like you know, I've been. Uh, uh, in fact, like you know, I stopped using Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I stopped using any social media sites. I was preparing for my PhD. I have an, I have my uh, one of my entrance exams tomorrow, and I'm not sure if I'd be able to, like, I would not be able to appear for it. Uh, so I had been like you know uh, focusing on my academics, focusing on my research, and uh, I have also like written this this report on hate crimes in the year 2021. So I was basically focusing on a more uh, research-oriented way to deal with what is happening in India and the problems that like you know apart from participating in protests, mobilizing people, talking to people. Uh, giving speeches and all of those things i i i felt the need that i need to uh, do something about it in, in in like you know some real action so uh, re- research I, I i thought that i can write so like you know research and uh, writing about these things felt like the best way possible for me and so i've been focusing on all of that i have in fact completed the report that i was compiling on hate crimes against minor- minorities in india and I, I hope it's published soon. Oh. Uh, so that's what I was doing, like, you know, the past one month, or in fact, the past three, four months. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, the, the, the political climate hasn't, like, always been very hostile, especially for Muslims. And, uh, but the past three, four months has seen an escalation in, in the sense that, like, you know, there are uh, direct threat from the state itself in, in the form of demolitions. And we saw it in Madhya Pradesh, we saw it in Delhi itself, we saw, in, saw it in uh, Rajasthan, in several states across uh, India. These, uh, this, this demolition tactic was used to silence Muslims, uh, Muslims in India. And uh, so when on 10th of June, Friday, the protests were happening against the objectionable comments that were made against Prophet, Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. It was just, uh, the, the situation was like, you know, escalating into a very tense situation in the city. And uh, as an active member uh, of the civil society in Allahabad and uh, also a community leader in Allahabad, my father, like, you know, uh, police came to our house at around 8.50 p.m. at night and they asked him to accompany him to uh, them to the police station to talk about what had happened and uh, he, 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 he readily agreed. I mean, he, he did not like, you know, there was no resistance from our side because we did not have anything to fear or like, you know, and in fact, I was worried about the dense situation and he was worried of like, you know, what this a uh, clash between the protesters and the police might lead to and it always almost always leads le- leads to one thing that is a systemic persecution of muslims and one sided action against muslims lives bodies livelihoods houses everything or no aspect of our lives uh, is 
left to be secure. Oh, um, how, how, what, what do we know about your father, your family right now? Uh, what's, what are some things that, you know, we should know in that regard? Have you heard from your father, any, anything from your father for your family? Uh, initially, like, you know, for the first 24 hours of his illegal detention, we had no idea where he was placed, in which police station, if he had been arrested. Everything that we got to know about him was coming through right-wing media channels. And that too with sensational headlines and like, you know, uh, he was being portrayed into this mastermind and the entire right-wing media was like, you know, this, this, this media trial was happening. And at the same time, he was, we, we, we had no idea where he was. Uh, he, 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 he has blood pressure issues. He has diabetes and he also has had uh, heart, heart issues. And he takes insulin injection every night. And we were concerned that, like, you know, we, we tried to, like, you know, just, in fact, beg the police to just, like, you know, let him have his medication. But we were not able to even establish contact with him on medical grounds. And then we got to know that he has been sent to Nani Central Jail, which comes in the Allahabad district. And then we went to meet him, my elder brother went to meet him he was he said he was fine he said like you know stay calm don't worry i'm fine uh and given that he is someone who has been politically and socially active he he's aware of how long this process can be mm. and he was just like you know trying to be strong for us and like you know letting us know that it's going to be a long battle so like you know don't exhaust yourself in the first in, in the very first round and uh then yesterday morning, my mother tried to go and meet him in the police in, in the jail, and the jailer said that there's no inmate named Javed Muhammad in, in in the jail, and so we were shocked and surprised, and we had no idea where he had been taken to. And again, we got to know through like you know local media that uh, news news reports that uh, he's been shifted to some other district. And there was no official communication that was made to us as like in a family or to the lawyers. And so the, the, the whole, like, you know, everything that they're doing is not to like, you know, because he's guilty or like, you know, that the police has a lot of uh, proofs against him and they'd be able to prove that he is guilty, that they also know that they won't be able to. The idea is to make the process the punishment. And this is a, a form of a collective punishment, not just to him for speaking up and not just to, uh, to, to, to give a clear message to him that he cannot be doing what he had been doing, to the entire community, to his family, to me, that uh, this is something that will not be allowed in India. Free him, bring him home, protect you and your family, and allow you to face this with great courage as you as you have been, and uh, keep you firm and steadfast, and, and your entire family. I know this isn't easy for anyone in the family, even if it's just your father. Um, may Allah free him, who's been jailed. But obviously, uh, the entire family suffers as a result of that. So may Allah free him and, and bring him back to you and protect you all. Allahumma amin. And, and I frame this this sort of uh, collective punishment 
the punishment being the process, and especially home demolitions. You know, subhanAllah, as I was watching that happen, um, like many of us in the world, when we were watching your home being demolished um, and, um, you know, trying to find a way to, to get to you. And I know a lot of people were trying to find a way to get to you um, at that time. And we're fearing sort of what comes next. One of the reasons being is that it resembles quite a bit what Israel has been doing to the Palestinians, right? Like this idea of using home demolitions as a tactic of intimidation and collective silencing and punishment. When did this start happening in India? And did you all know that this was about to happen in some way? I mean, what can you tell us about this new tactic of home demolitions in India? Of course, uh, it resembles a lot with uh, the way Israeli forces in the the settler colonial uh, occupation of Israel is doing in Palestine. And... uh, the, the reason of it resembling is the Israeli model so much is that uh, the the Hindu supremacists in, in fact take inspiration from Israel, and uh, not just Israel. In fact, every oppressive uh, fascist regime that had been there in in in, the, in history, from Nazi Germany, from Rwanda, from uh, like you know from Israel, and uh, so that so. The, the the idea of demolishing as a form of uh, de- demolitions as a form of collective punishment is not a new idea it's it's not a new punishment that has been just introduced and my house is of my first house that has been demolished and but i do hope it is the last inshallah inshallah so this has been happening for a very very long time it has like goes back to several decades but uh it's outright uh outright calls for demolition as an act of punishment towards the muslim community and in fact members of the majority community enjoying and hooting over uh demolitions happening of muslim houses and livelihoods is uh is is it's, it's outright presence is new and it's outright celebration is new uh, so uh, the I, I think the the biggest example would be the northeastern state of Assam in India, which is in in a very serious citizenship crisis uh, in the term in the sense that uh, over thousands and thousands of Muslims have been rendered citizenless, citizenless. and uh, they've been facing demolitions and evictions. Uh, and being called illegal migrants in their own homeland. And it's exact same model of Israel. That, like, you know, people who own the land are being evicted from their own land and their houses are being demolished by uh, the government forces and administration. And, uh, like, you know, I think around six months, seven months ago, just last year itself, uh, we, we heard the news of this massive eviction drive that happened in Assam. And uh, Shaheed Moinul Haq was ma- martyred by the security forces. And uh, because he, 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 he stood there and he tried to defend his home. And, uh, and then so this idea of punishment is not new. 
new to us it like in the past three months it has escalated more so with bjp uh, coming into power in several states of india and uh, announcing that they're here this is their announcement towards like you know to 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 the people of of the country to the to the majority community that they have uh made into people who who enjoy the plight of muslims who in for in, in fact uh enjoy not just our persecution but uh, like you know when it's live telecast the whole idea that my house was live telecasted on television and every brick coming down was was on show was to in fact like you know stroke the the egos and the satisfaction of the hindu majority that that the bjp is doing what and i feel that it's, it's it's also in a way it also in a way disempowers the muslim community it pushes us further back economically financially in in every way and uh the biggest problem in all of it, all of this uh the most disturbing thing in all, in all of this is is has been that they 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 target the poorest of the poor in all of this the 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 most marginalized even in the muslim community the people who 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 just have like a room for that they call their home and a small shop that they make earn from on a day to day basis and that is what is demolished and that is what is taken away from them on, so on. no please go ahead please so and like you know this this idea of uh, enjoying and like you know ruining uh, or seeing our build our, our houses and like you know physical structure of our houses go down gives them pleasure and i i believe that is the sole reason why that we have been trying to let them know that uh, it's just the structure that has been demolished it's it's just that if they think that they've they they they've scared us or that they can like you know demolish our, our faith or our belief that a better day will not follow they they're completely wrong mahatma mahatma and last parts are keep you strong you know you know and, and subhanallah when, when i was talking about this when i'm talking about this to a lot of people i think the scope of this is not immediately apparent to to many that are not in india right now you know the fact that over 200 million muslims are there and again this is over 1/10 of our ummah over 1/10 not 1/10 over 1/10 of our ummah is there and many will will come back and say you know what are you talking about genocide you know even even though we see genocide alerts that are being passed by international bodies now you know immediately the comeback will be well there are plenty of muslims that are living just fine and this is very similar to the tactics of israel with the palestinians too right like they'll show you this uh small community or whatever it is of arab israelis or palestinians that seem to be doing well and say see we 
we're a democracy, right? And the irony of the largest democracy in the world and the only democracy in the Middle East, both of these in quotation marks, uh, really mastering the art of apartheid and the art of disenfranchising uh, in this fashion, both against you know, Muslim, the Muslim community entirely in India, but other minorities as well, and, and definitely in Palestine as well. Um, but people will come back and say, you know, it doesn't seem to be all the Muslims in India. And so you point out the genocidal speech that is being given by mainstream politicians, and it's like, well, you know, that's just one fringe person. We've seen this play out over and over and over again, right? It's the downplaying until it becomes too severe for us to combat it at this point. What is it like being a Muslim in India right now? And what what is the threat of genocide really like? Like, what are we really looking at with the Muslims in India in this regard? And what would you say to the skeptic that that says this is just happening to a few Muslims that are causing problems? I I, I think uh, the the only way I can frame a sentence that can be serious enough for people to understand that the threat is really, really real is that it's absolutely serious. It's, it is serious. And uh, the alerts that are coming out from several rights organizations and in, for, in fact, from, from people like me also uh, is, is, is not an exaggeration of what is happening in India. I mean, like, you know, when, when, if, if one sits down and try to compile a list of acts and a list of things that the government, that the Indian state, and it's the the state and non-state actors along with the judiciary, along with the law enforcement, along with development authorities as of late uh, are doing, like, you know, several volumes of a book can be compiled but the list will just go on uh and i think that the 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 threat that the indian muslim community is experiencing is not just of a genocide that is to follow it is of a perpetual state of genocide that the indian muslim community is being forced to live in we are in fact living in an in in a, in a perpetual state of genocide i'm sorry am i audible yes i can hear you go ahead sorry. all right uh, image, your image is a bit frozen but, but we can hear you yeah 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 all right um you know there's not just politicians were giving speeches and like you know or like you know some fringe monk in a saffron robe giving speeches it's 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 this in it's this it's this massive ecosystem that is thriving on anti-muslim hate and islamophobia in india and it's 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 scary to the extent that you cannot know who who is not a part of this ecosystem because everyone is the entire i mean there's just two categories in the hindu majority those who actively participate in the violence and hate against muslims and those who are just silent spectators 
and the active participants exceed uh, in in massive numbers the the silent spectat spectators and both are equally uh, serious categories for 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 the for people from for members of the hindu community to silently watch over muslims being lynched pogroms being planned where muslims are butchered in broad daylight in the streets of of this country uh muslim detained arrested on false fake cooked up charges to to teach muslims a lesson especially those who are politically and aware and active and speaking our houses being demolished uh several several propaganda ideas that resemble the nazi germany love jihad and and uh, is jihad and corona jihad i mean everyone in the world saw the way uh, the tablig jamaat was made into a scapegoat and blamed for covid-19 in india uh, when when it was a pandemic and the muslim community was blamed for the pandemic and so it's not just one thing that is happening i mean muslim women were sold online on an on a, on a virtual auction and uh, calls for abduction rape direct call for murder taking up arms it's 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 normalized to the extent that it's it is it's scary for us and like you know people can can come and say that oh you you're, you you're giving like you know that you that there are so many who are just like sitting in their houses and nothing is happening to them just 10 days ago my family was sitting in my house and there was nothing happening to my house just 10 days ago right so the threat is imminent it's real and it's going to be disastrous if people do not take action we do not have the like you know i i earlier i i used to say that the world needs to keep a close eye on india i can't say that anymore it's it's not you, you the world needs to act up before it turns into another nazi germany or another rwanda and then like you know people of the world will say that how come how did this happen and never again you 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 know we are serious and we are not exaggerating we are like you know in fact whatever i'm saying is an understatement to the reality of what is happening in india right now and what's what's going on with this you know sort of the hijab bans right so some states have banned hijab and obviously there's now you know we've seen this in other places it starts with a nationwide call to ban hijab and this of course coupled with the insult of the prophet slice and then with the very real policies that are taking place here as a young muslim woman who wears hijab and was at the forefront of challenging the full scope of what that insulting of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam meant how does that make you feel and what do we take from that you know this sudden uh pivot to this next level of religious rhetoric but bans on hijab and trying to ban sort of that muslim identity from public 
uh, it's not just the hijab i mean all aspect of islamic faith are being targeted are being banned or uh, the azan is being banned uh, this 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 ramzan itself in allahabad uh, several police policemen would come to the mosques and ask uh, the the muezzins to lower the uh, the volume of the azan and uh, to in fact even like you know just shut it down remove the loudspeakers uh, mosques are of course uh, demolished in, in broad daylight uh, there's babri and there's several others babri was made into a political issue by the right wing and so people know about it but uh, there are several other mosques that are targeted that are demolished and uh, like you know every uh, physical or uh, every public embodiment of islamic faith is being targeted and uh, hijab is one of them and it's the most recent one uh, it started in the southern state of karnataka where uh, college going girls were not allowed to uh, wear hijab in their classrooms and uh, it's it started with them sitting in protest outside of their classrooms for over a week for and like you know begging and pleading and protesting uh, the 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 school authorities to allow them to wear their hijab and when that did not happen they they, they went to the court and then the court also judicially sanctions apartheid it judicially uh, excludes thousands of muslim women muslim girls who had been wearing hijab to their classrooms who had been practicing their faith to just like you know that you can't you either practice your faith or you pursue education and uh, so in all of this uh, like you know it is a scary thought just just imagining that i might have to remove my hijab and walk out if i do have to or that i just have to stay inside my house for the rest of my life because i can't wear my hijab in public and uh, i mean it's it, it it's it's to do with the presence of islamic symbol and islamic identity in public space and it also has to do with this voyeuristic gaze of the hindu majority the muslim woman's body has been sexualized to that uh the the act of unveiling is 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 romanticized uh and that is why like you know apps and websites like the sully deals and the gully by were created in the first place and it is a very disturbing and it's a very uh from it's a very it's, it's it's a very disturbing thought i mean i i can't imagine i mean my my sisters can't imagine my mother can't imagine we just we just can't imagine a day where like you know we might be like you know that someone might pull our hijab off the 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 idea just sends shivers down and not protected and it has been and 
and it has been made a reality for some of us for some of muslim in karnataka and the way the the right wing ecosystem has been i mean it's just going to expand to several other parts and it's it's, it's going to come to every one of us may Allah protect you protect all of our sisters there and subhanallah i mean i think this is one problem that we also have as a muslim umma is that we celebrate the heroes we celebrate muskan may Allah bless her mashallah putting the fist up in the face of all of those that were trying to prevent her from wearing her hijab we celebrate afreen today and mashallah you you're, you're an icon to us but uh sometimes i think we turn away uh from our sisters and brothers after some time passes and unfortunately these things become more widespread and become more enshrined in policy and we don't want that to happen um we want to be with you all with the nahi ta'ala throughout this may Allah protect you protect our sisters protect our brothers again this is an attempt to remove islam from public remove the masjid remove the hijab remove islam and and in the process satisfy uh the cravings of fascism and subhanallah like you said it, it's an ugly reality but the majority also needs to be taken to task here that it's not it's not okay to be passive uh it's not okay to just watch this happen and to say i don't agree with it uh this has reached that alarming level at this point that requires more action so my 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 questions i mean i just i don't want to hold you too long um too much longer um what do you say to the muslim world to your muslim brothers and sisters that are saying you know well this is happening here and here and I'm hearing about this situation that situation i don't know how i can meaningfully help and i don't know how serious this really is what are your marching orders for us as an ummah uh, for inshallah ta'ala for us to to move inshallah ta'ala whatever whoever is watching this i i i don't think that i i i am someone who can be giving orders or uh i i i mean like you know i might or and i i i i just think that like you know my uh my my request to all of my muslim brothers and sisters would be to of course first keep all of us indian muslims in your prayers and just just make dua for us at the same time i think like you know maybe ask your governments to take some action against india to to do something i mean i don't really know what all can be done and what cannot be done uh but there needs there there needs to be a, a way for for the indian government to be held accountable for everything that it's doing and uh for it to be held answerable and for it to be uh and for it to be told loud and clear that this is something that cannot be tolerated uh when when several muslim countries issued uh, statements against the the comments that were made against prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the entire muslim community in india uh 
like you know we were all happy uh, and like you know uh, the the our liberal allies and everyone like you know they the, the muslim countries only care about the profit and not about the people the quote unquote liberal allies of muslim community in india were like you know saying that oh but they don't care about you and like you know the the persecution that's happening and it's just about uh, prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, just it's, it's just about the religion but like you know we we were we we had that like you know the moment of relief that something is happening that someone is holding this government accountable that someone is holding its its is spokesperson who are like you know abusing the community our faith our prophets sallallahu day in and day out and gaining trps over it and like you know creating peddling hate over it and we were just relieved that something is happening and so i believe that that something can happen again and i believe that uh, the indian government can be held accountable it can be uh, stopped it it can be like you know alerted that what they are doing is wrong and is and that they will be held accountable for it and that they can't get away with it so i i to be like you know there's no specific way that i i i there's there's no specific way that uh i can tell that like you know that might you know the magic wand that might make everything disappear and like you know it's 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 a, it's a process of over seven decades that is unfolding and has become this monster today and it it will take a lot of time and as for the indian muslim community we are willing to fight it until the very end and we will be strong and we are with each other we are like you know understanding the importance of that sense of community within ourselves as indian muslims and i i just hope and pray that the entire ummah understands that sense of community and stands stands up for their brothers and sisters everywhere not just in india but in china in palestine in in every other part of the world where muslims are being persecuted simply because they are muslims may allah subhanahu wa bless you and protect you and protect all of you and uh, i think as you know you know subhanallah as i've told you making dua for you but also that Uh, we will in Shalatar continue to put out community action alerts for people um, to sort of follow the guidance of their local Indian Muslim activist groups when that exists and to put pressure, uh, certainly pressure, 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 uh, sanctions, accountability, when that can happen in Shalatar to continue to raise our collective voice and to continue to keep our collective duas and to not just pass this off as uh you know another just flashpoint for a moment but this is this is something that has been in the works for a very long time and unfortunately has the risk to become uh you know one of the the worst genocides uh the the we have seen in in our history and so we pray that that's not the case i have one more question for you afreen uh, you you know there are a lot of young muslims watching this as well what have you been doing to keep yourself sustained with with faith with iman 
what have you been what have you been doing to keep yourself strong with your faith uh to fill your heart to fill your mind um i think uh it has a lot to do with uh it it's like you know uh it's it's my ammi like you know who pestered us into offering our namaz and like you know uh, reading quran every day and uh and like you know the when when we heard the the news that uh, when when we saw the first uh bulldozer taking on our house the 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 one of the first things that my mother said was that will will does not matter it's just a building i mean my brother was in mind at that time he was like you know reminding us of all the all the times that we've had in that home and uh, but my mother was like you know calm and she said that and she just sat on his janamas and she was just offering her namaz and like you know it, it's 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 enough cause the act of worship it's like you know i i i said in one of the interviews that i will not cry i, I will not shed a single tear but my allah knows how many tears i've shed to him and uh, it's he who who gives this calm and it's 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 one of the like you know this this whole idea of like you know doing dikr especially like the entire day when my father was being called my everything the only thing that we were repeating was husband allah when you husband allah when and so like you know there's this this calm in it and there's and there's strength in it yeah. and it's 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 the belief that we know that like you know whatever injustice is happening will be brought to justice if not here then in here hereafter jazakumullah khairan for everything and and allah subhanahu wa bless you and protect you we ask allah azza wa jalla to to protect you to protect your family to release your father to sustain you with sincerity and steadfastness and and continued strength may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you a better home in jannah may allah azza wa jalla join you with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you and your family in al-firdaus al-a'la may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate the suffering of our brothers and sisters in india and all over the world may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring out of this ummah what is pleasing to him and allow us to unite upon that which is pleasing to him and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be like that one strong body with the beating heart of that love of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow you sister afreen to continue to go forward and to lead us and your family to lead us and and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to properly support you allahumma amin jazakumullah khairan uh, for everything and for for uh, taking the time even i know subhanallah you've been having to do this a lot but just know that you've inspired a lot of us and inshallah ta'ala we will we will heed the call uh, that's come from you inshallah ta'ala as well as our brothers and sisters in, in india inshallah ta'ala uh, to continue to to be by your side inshallah
جزاكم الله خيرا يلا بلاسين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته